Hello and welcome to VChat, episode number 46. My name is David Davis from Actual Tech Media and VMWareVideos.com. And I'm Simon Seagrave from TechHead.co. How are you doing, David? I'm doing great, Simon. It's good to chat with you again. Yeah, um, likewise. Yeah, our last episode, we, we talked for a long time about you know, cryptocurrency, Bitcoin, Ethereum, and we, you showed off your awesome mining rig. Um, I had a lot of fun. I learned a lot. So if, uh, for those of you out there in the audience, if you didn't see that episode, make sure you check it out. Um, so on this show, uh, what we're going to talk about again, Simon? So we're, yeah, we're going to cover uh, about conferences. I mean, it's something that we all go to, uh, or most of us, you know, every every year we, we attend at least one. Um, I mean, that's how you and I, David, we normally catch up. It's the only time we actually get to see each other in person. So yeah, this episode is about uh, conferences, past and present, and uh, for 2018. Awesome, awesome. And future, so, I guess. <laughs> yeah, yeah, in the future. I mean, yeah. uh, it's one of the times that I get out of my home office and get to talk to real IT you know, professionals, the, the real folks who are in the trenches, working in the data centers every day, and, and then get to meet, you know, really cool people who work at um, enterprise tech companies, um, such as yourself. And like you said, one of the only times it seems like we get to, to run into each other. Maybe this year we can record a live VChat is, is my hope at one of these conferences we'll talk about today. So um, let's see, last year, 2017, um, I went to Microsoft Ignite. Uh, I was really impressed by what Microsoft um, presented as their vision, sort of in the keynote. I, I thought it was really high level, like solving the problems of the world kind of thing. And, and so I was quite impressed by that. It wasn't just like, look, we can build a private cloud. It was like, look, we can use artificial intelligence to cure cancer. And, you know, I was like, wow, this is really cool. So they, they did some, you know, VR demos, virtual reality, augmented reality, you know, type stuff on stage. And um, yeah, Microsoft's got some real good stuff around that with the HoloLens uh, project. Uh, well, it's changed now. Actually, it's called something else. It's not HoloLens anymore. I mean, they've got this, uh, they're their own sort of mixed reality phase now, but that uh, phrase rather. But they, they've got some amazing technology around AR and, and VR, particularly AR. Yeah, yeah, I, totally. And Azure seems to be doing very well. Um, they introduced yeah. quite a few new services around Azure. Uh, popularity seems to be, you know, really building around Azure. Um, and even like Orlando as a as a conference um, destination, I was quite impressed by one because I could just drive down there. That was convenient for me. <laughs> um, but also because it seemed like it it held. Um, I'm not sure exactly how many tens of thousands of people they had at Ignite this year, but um, it was, I would say, around the size of VMworld, roughly, and um, if not larger, maybe, I don't know. And and Orlando's convention center held all of it easily. So personally, for convenience in, in my uh, case, I wish they had more conferences in Orlando instead of uh, trekking out to Vegas, you know, once again. But that's just a, a side yeah. note. Yeah, I've been to Orlando once before. It was the uh, VMware Partner uh, Conference. It must be about, God, it must be going about five, five, six years ago now, maybe even longer. But uh, yeah, I was really impressed with it. I mean, that was actually held at, uh, at down at Disney, um, down down there on, on, on the campus there. And uh, that, that, that was amazing. Um, that was that was a good experience. And it's, it's kind of nice to attend a conference sometimes that isn't Vegas or San Francisco. 
I mean, less less so San Francisco for us for us uh, these days. Uh, more more Vegas, but uh, yeah, Vegas is great. It's got, it kind of grows on you, but uh, it's nice to mix it up occasionally. Absolutely, yeah. In fact, I think I was at that Partner Exchange conference in. Uh, I think you were. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, let's see. I know you went to quite a few conferences. Do you want to talk about any from 2017? Yeah, last year, actually. I mean, to be honest with you, I didn't attend that, that, that many. I mean, the main one I attended, obviously, uh, through, through work, um, you know, working for Dell Technologies was uh, uh, Dell EMC World, which was the big one uh, that we have every year uh, in Las Vegas. So this is held at the Venetian. Um, that's, a, that's a decent size uh, conference. I mean, it's, it's not as large as VMworld at all by any means. I mean, it's about, I think, about 12,000 people between 12 and 15. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's a nice size conference. You can get around everything. Um, some good sessions. Uh, so I'm obviously involved. I, I, I create all the, uh, the keynote demos for, for, for day three, uh, the day three keynotes. So uh, yeah, that's my role. But uh, obviously, I, I, I can't uh, get out and enjoy the show until after the, the, you know, day three, which is Wednesday, and the show finishes on Thursday. So, uh, you know, quite often, there's a lot of changes and tweaks and you know, <laughs> improvements being made behind the scenes for, for those, uh, those uh, uh, keynote demos uh, leading up to that time. But uh, yeah, that's always a lot of fun. And, you know, again, it's good, good opportunity to catch up with, you know, colleagues and friends. Um, but uh, it's a great venue. I mean, I'm always impressed with Vegas, how it can consume so many people. Um, I mean, when, once we get to 2018, I was back there at the start of this year. We'll, we'll talk about that in a while. Um, but uh, attending CES, but that was a different beast altogether. I mean, that was that was phenomenal. But yeah, apart from Dell Technologies, well, I didn't make it to um, VMworld. I mean, I think that's my first VMworld uh, in the US that I haven't been to for quite some time. But that was because uh, myself and the family were uh, moving across from the UK to the US here. We were relocating. Uh, so pretty much on the day, you know, VMworld was kicking off, we were on a flight uh, with my family <laughs> over here and two cats. Uh, in, in in the hold, uh, relocating over to the US. So unfortunately, I couldn't attend that, and uh, I didn't attend. I didn't attend the uh, VMworld uh, Europe um, event either. So it was quite a quiet quiet year last year for me. So uh, this year, I think I'll be a little bit busier, uh, attending a few more. Um, but no, I, I I always look forward to it. So what about yourself? Any 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 others last night? Uh, sorry, any others uh, last year? Last yeah, night. yeah. I um, mean, um, I went to Amazon reInvent for the first time, and I was honestly, I was. If I was blown away by Ignite, I was really blown away by uh, Amazon reInvent. Um, Amazon's AWS conference, it was 40,000 plus people uh, in Las Vegas. It was spread over three different hotels, which I have to say was rather inconvenient. Um, but on the plus side, it was just so uh, well organized, I felt like. Um, but I, I did quickly realize that if there was anything that I scheduled at other hotels, I either had to cancel it or allow at least an hour to get over to that other hotel. So um, that was a, a little different to me because I'm used to conferences being all in one one venue, really. But I can see why Amazon you know, has that problem. There's so many people, there's so many sessions. And I mean, speaking of the sessions, I've never been to sessions where you reserve a seat and then you have to get in line, um, you know, 30 minutes early for the reserve seat. And at 10 minutes before the official time, if you aren't in line, uh, forget it. You have to go to the waiting line, which like wraps around the, the building kind of thing. Wow. Um, so I went, I got into, I think I went into one session uh, after trying to go into three different ones. 
and not quite, you know, not quite working out. Either I had a waiting seat when I thought I had a reserve seat, or I had a reserve seat and I was a couple minutes early, which was actually too late. Um, I finally got into one session, which was the day in the life of a Netflix engineer, uh, which was really. Yeah, it was really fascinating. And it was in like a multi-level um, theater, like those huge theaters in Vegas. And there was so many, I got there early, but I ended up sitting on the floor on a step next to a seat. There was so many people. Um, so yeah, it was a really cool session, but all the sessions were like that. It was just so packed out. And I guess this is just telling of the, the popularity you know, that, that AWS has. Uh, right now. Yeah. Um, I, I also went to the labs. The labs were put on by a company called Quick Labs. So they weren't actually part of Amazon, but Quick Labs uses Amazon. Um, and I quickly realized that I could just go to Quick Labs on the internet and do these from home. I, they weren't um, you know, specific to the conference. So yeah. that was interesting. Um, it's quite a problem to have though, isn't it, as a company? It's a double-edged sword a little bit. I mean, it's yeah. great because it's indicative of the, uh, you know, the, the popularity. People are prepared to spend their time and money to, to actually get there to do this. But then having to queue to get in there, and then even then you're not guaranteed a seat. It's, it's, I mean, it's very positive, but the sort of end-user experience of that or, or attendee experience you know, isn't necessarily a good one. I think, I mean, in your opinion, is there such a thing where a conference gets too big? I mean, is there such a thing? I don't know. You know, that's a good question. We'll talk about CES in a minute. That might be, that might be a good question for CES as well. Yeah. Um, you know, I don't know. It's, I've seen conferences how they, they sometimes break them out into like, well, here's the developer focused conference and here's the infrastructure conference. And then other times they bring them back together, you know, into a single conference. Like Microsoft Ignite is, has a lot of developers. So does AWS reInvent. You know, there's a lot more you know, kind of uh, startup developer, you know, type focus at reInvent than there, than there is, say, at, at VMworld, for example. Yeah. VMworld's much more infrastructure focused. So I don't know. Like you said, I, I see good and bad. I mean, I did learn that Amazon loves live DJs. Everywhere you go, there's a live DJ. Oh, is that right? Blasting music, yeah. There's a live DJ at the top of the escalator, a live DJ at the bottom of the escalator, you know. Um, <laughs> I, I know at Dell Technologies, uh, oh, sorry, uh, Dell EMC, well, we'd, we'd only have one or two around the place, but definitely not that many. Um. <laughs> but um, a really good, really good conference. I, I did obtain a cloud certification, the AWS Cloud um, Foundation certification uh, from Amazon, which was, I thought, very well done. And I took some of their free courses and was able to obtain that with just a couple of nights of, you know, kind of preparation, plus my previous knowledge of, of AWS. Yeah. So, but I thought it was a great foundational level uh, certification to start off with at AW, with AWS. So uh, that was my AWS experience. I, I really did love the experience and I plan to go back this year and hopefully future years. Yeah, it's been um, an interesting one to, to, to attend. That's the thing. I mean, the conferences, it's funny. There's so many different angles, or so many different things you can pull out of a conference. Everything from the, the, the networking, you know, with your peers, friends, colleagues, that type of thing, right through to, like you say, sort of sitting exams, using it as an opportunity. Because most vendors normally have a special deal on, you know, if you want to set their, their certification at the event, it's normally uh, there's a discount, uh, some sort of discount to be had. Um, and it, it definitely focuses the mind. Um, if, if you go to the event and you've got that now, the only downside with that, obviously, you know, 
generally when you're at a conference, the last thing you want to do is cram. You know, you, you just want to be out there experiencing it. Then you've got the whole solution center floor where you can see what the third parties and vendors, various vendors are doing. And then you've got the uh, the actual sessions themselves and you've got the social aspects on top of it. There's, there's just so many different aspects to it sort of crammed into what's typically three or four days. Um, yeah, I even did the Amazon 5K run, uh, which was actually oh, wow. very well put on. They had a professional instructor come and lead us in exercises, warm-ups before the actual race. And we ran down... Um, Frank Sinatra Boulevard, I think it was, with um, all sorts of police presence, you know, to to pr- protect us from traffic. Um, but it was very well attended, and there were snacks after the race, and it was like a real race, and all the money went to charity. So, like you said, a lot of different aspects to going to these conferences. Yeah, yeah, because there's a, there's one every year. I've never attended. I'm not really a runner um, <laughs> myself. <laughs> In fact, I'm not too much of an exerciser, but um, I'm trying to change that at the moment. But uh, yeah, there's one at VMworld, isn't there, that normally goes over the, uh, well, when it was back in San Francisco, there was one that went over the, uh, over the bridge, wasn't there, or something? There was a run? Yeah, yeah, that was actually, I, I took part in the initial run, um, helped to, I think, sort of spawn the idea of the initial run um, over the Golden Gate Bridge. And yeah, it was super fun. And I, I haven't gone the last few years, but maybe when we go back to San Francisco with VMworld, which I hope they do at some point, we'll be able to do that, that run again. I haven't done it in Vegas. Um, Amazon did have every morning, they had different workouts. So one morning it was the run other mornings they had spinning another morning. They had like a boot camp. another morning they had yoga. So it was like all these different physical activities to keep you in shape, (laughs) I guess. See, that's the difference. It's interesting talking about conferences. It's, it's definitely something I, I, it was something of a rude awakening, actually, um, you know, when I started working for EMC at the time. So I, I flipped from being an attendee almost overnight to working on the other side of the fence, as it were, as a vendor uh, at these events. And, um, yeah, when, when you're working there as a vendor, it's funny. It's a totally different experience uh, <laughs> than, than when you're an, an attendee. I mean, um, CES, uh, that I'll mention in a while, but uh, that was the first conference I've been to in probably about five or six years where I wasn't working there and uh yeah i always find exercise when i'm at these events if you're working them that's the last thing on your mind you just want to sleep rest let your feet recover um but that said you know there's there's there's, there's pros and cons on either side it is kind of fun um you know being involved to a build up to an event then actually working the event and uh you know it's uh just living off adrenaline for a few for a few days you know and the uh, and the vibe uh, it's it's a lot of fun but um yeah, like I say, I want to start the uh, the exercise thing a little bit more. So I think uh, I may be joining in uh, in a couple of these runs going forward. <laughs> yeah, awesome. I hope so. So speaking of CES, uh, this is the Consumer Electronics Show. It took place in January 2018, right? Yeah, that's right. It seems like a distant memory now. Yeah, right at the start of the year. Uh, it was 6th, 6th of January uh, it started. So roughly how many, what's the unofficial rough number of attendees at CES? Yeah, the rough number, it was hard to sort of pin down on the exact number, but uh, the number that everyone seemed to sort of agree on was it was around approximately 180,000 people. Oh, my goodness. Wow. Um, you know, the largest conference I'd attended prior to that was actually uh, Oracle Open World, which was around about 45,000 uh, held at the Moscone Center in San Francisco. And that's that's where they actually close off the middle, the, the center road between the two, you know, the Moscone buildings there. Um, mm-hmm. And I thought that was a lot, but I tell you what, it was, you know what conferences are like, you know, it was just information overload, you know, it's like drinking from the fire hose. 
trying to get to the sessions and, you know, trying to soak up as much information as possible whilst you're there to make the most out of it. CES was like trying to drink from like 100 fire hoses at, at the <laughs> same time. It was just, yeah, I, I mean, I, I was there with one specific purpose. It was really uh, information gathering around sort of virtual reality, augmented reality uh, demonstration capabilities because that's uh, a scenario I get involved with my, with my job. But whilst I'm there, I was, you know, I, I did take the time to sort of look around the event to see what else was there. Uh, attended a number of sessions. Um, which is interesting, actually. They, they exactly have the same problem that you mentioned that uh, AWS had. Um, you know, the uh, Amazon show there had whereby if you weren't queuing probably about 20 minutes before the actual um, allocated time for the, for, for the session, you know, you would never make it in there. And that was even if you had a sort of, uh, you know, like a prime pass, as it were. Yeah. They had different grades of passes, you know, and uh, if you had a, uh, you know, this, this, you know, uh, pass plus type uh, access, which which I had because there, there were sessions I wanted to attend where I needed that. Uh, even those, you know, you were queuing for ages to get into these sessions. Um, now, now, another interesting thing that struck me at CES, the um, just the nature of the actual sessions there, they, they, they were all panels. Um, they were industry sort of thought leaders and experts, um, and you'd have a, a person there sort of leading leading the conversation but basically it was more of a they're all Q&A sessions as mm. to you know where's the industry going in the space you know uh, what challenges are you seeing etc cetera, etc cetera. Um, as opposed to um, focusing on, on on a specific product for example they're, they're much higher level sort of uh, uh, conversational type type sessions uh, which, which was interesting um, but having all of the sessions like that I didn't feel I got the maximum value out of them you know that so a lot of them sort of came down to personal opinion or, or you know, um, because you had a panel up there, obviously various people had different angles and different different angles to pedal, as it were. So it, it was interesting. Right. But after about the third or fourth session, you know, there, there was a lot of overlap with it. So I felt the sessions there I didn't get a heck of a lot of value out of. Um, but definitely going around the show floor, I mean, you know, consumer electronics covers it's, it's such a wide, diverse uh, area. You know, everything from you know, your large television sets, which people tend to think about, um, you know, when they think uh, CES, but, you know, right down to things like uh, the cables, you know, there, there, there are mm. whole sections there just dedicated to, to companies, um, predominantly from the, from the East, uh, that, that produce um, USB cables, different types of USB cables or, wow. or printer cables, some, you know, that some would light up, some wouldn't, you know, just, just really obscure, diverse stuff like that. Um, yeah. You know, there were areas there that, um, distinct areas that, that covered uh, medical, sort of uh, areas of, of medical um, uh, medicine and fitness, for example. So, um, you know, everything from like Fitbit and Garmin, all, all those guys were there as, as you'd expect. Um, but it's really fascinating to see, you know, what, what new products they had coming out. Um, you know, you got to see a lot of new technologies um, or, or new products based on sort of uh, sort of leading edge type type technologies uh, that were going to come out. There were awards, so everyone that uh, all the companies or businesses that won awards, they they had a central area there where they were actually showcasing these products that won, uh, or you know best to show or you know highly commended at CES. Mm. So that was very interesting to go around and see. You know, it, it, it kind of gave you a little steer as to sort of where we were going. Because um, obviously, as consumers, you know, people listening to this, you know, we 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 generally like our gadgets, right? We like our technology. Yeah. Um, so it was interesting to see, you know, what the next step was going to be in the in the coming year or so. Um, um, you know, all the all the big names were there, and I mean, one area. I mean, there were there were key areas predominantly. I mean, the CES 
a large part of it you could almost put down to being a car show. Um, you know, Toyota, Hyundai, Ford, uh, we're all there showing off the latest uh, technologies in um, uh, autonomous driving. Uh, also, heads-up displays on the windscreens as well. That was very popular. Well, particularly the uh, you know the self-driving cars or you know self-driving uh, automotive systems. Um, even though there were a lot of companies there I'd never heard of before. They're sort of you know small startups that were developing these systems that well, obviously with the intention of, of selling them to the larger uh, automotive manufacturers going forward. But um, yeah, I mean, that was one of the key themes. Uh, you know, you see that type of technology, that sort of focus at a show like this, you know, it, it, you know, within the next couple of years, you're going to start seeing this stuff coming through. We're, we already are, right? You know, it's going to going to hit the mainstream other, other than um, uh, automotive vendors such as Tesla and, uh, you know, a few of the others out there. But, um, you know, uh, battery cars, battery-powered cars, mm. uh, that was the other thing. But particularly, like I say, autonomous vehicles, that, that was the big the big thing at the show. Uh, another key area um, of interest there um, that, that, that you know, was obvious uh, was around home automation. So IoT, uh, mm -hmm. home automation, that was massive. You know, everything from uh, uh, Z-Wave or Z-Wave uh, devices out there for around the home, whether that's plugs, light bulbs, um, you know, water leak detection systems, um, you know, there there were so many different manufacturers there. They're, they're all the you know all the main ones there, like uh, you know GE, uh, LG. They all had offerings in this space. Um, you know, smart kitchens, IoT. That 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 was the other massive thing. So you know, if I was to actually summarize, you know, the two key areas for the show, it was definitely um, you know uh, autonomous vehicles. Uh, you know, um, automotive. That was one massive area. The other was IoT. That was the you know the, the secondary. Um, large thing for the show. Uh, virtual reality, as you could imagine, uh, yeah. that, that played a large part because there was a gaming aspect, element there as well uh, at the show. There was a whole building dedicated to that. So that was that was a lot of fun. Uh, augmented reality, particularly. Uh, there was quite a focus there. Uh, and the other area that um, where there was a very strong presence was actually in drones, believe it or not. Yeah. So we're not talking, there was everything from the small consumer drones, you know, the, the ones that cost 20, 30 bucks that you, you know you, you give to each other at Christmas type of thing right through to the um, uh, you know the, the, the larger consumer models that maybe cost around a thousand bucks for example right up to these um, uh, military grade drones they had there that you know um, had surveillance systems on there you know drop missiles everything like this <laughs> um, so there was a massive wide range of uh, drone offerings there was that was very interesting um, but uh, yeah, it was it was quite the show to attend. Like I say, um, the, the biggest thing, the, the, the problem I found with it was getting around it. Uh, people said you'll never get around it in a week. I think I did. Uh, <laughs> you know, my feet told me I did. Uh, my, my 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 Fitbit with my step counter on it told me I definitely did. Um, but it, it was too large. I mean, there were sessions that I really wanted to get to, but they were in different buildings. I mean, this was spread across the Las Vegas Convention Center, the Aria, and also. Um, also the uh, Venetian as well, wow. or the Sands uh, Conference Center. And trying to get across there, uh, particularly on the first day where there was bad weather, and people in Las Vegas, I found out, aren't used to rain or driving <laughs> in the rain because the whole place just, there were accidents everywhere, you know, people crashing into each other. There was surface flooding. So trying to get between venues, uh, between buildings was, was near on impossible. So uh, that was for the first day. It all dried up on the second day, but even still trying to get 
between buildings for sessions was he, he just couldn't do it. So I lost a lot of value there with it. And I, I felt it was a little bit too large. Um, yeah. Would I go back? Yeah, maybe. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, I think after experiencing this, I much prefer the smaller conference. You know, I like something around about the, you know, 10 to 20,000 people. There's enough people there to create a buzz, to right. create a vibe but it's not too large where it you know, becomes a little bit impersonal. You know, you can wander around, you can sort of uh, network, you can you know, catch up with friends, acquaintances, that type of thing. Um, yeah, where it still feels a little bit sort of um, homegrown, where it still feels a little bit earthy. You know, I, I, I like that, you know, before it gets too large, too, too over the top commercialized and just, just loses its character. So uh, for me, I think I'm definitely a, a smaller conference type person. Yeah, I think it's fun to go to those big conferences. I mean, um, I, I would love now to go to CES, especially after you described it. But like you said, it might be a one-time thing. I don't know. I don't know if I would want to go back to that uh, madness, you know, chaos kind of every year. Um, one of the things I wanted to ask you is, are the sessions posted on YouTube quickly or are they posted online? Yeah, really good question. I don't know. Um, it was on my to-do list. I, I, I had to check. Um, I was kind of hoping there would be because like I said, there were, there were a number of um, uh, conflicts or, you know, there was like an hour yeah. between sessions. So uh, I was hoping to catch some of those on, online after the fact, but I, I'll be honest with you, since I've been back, I haven't had time to check. But uh, Yeah, well, at Amazon, I wanted to give kudos to them because I very quickly realized after having trouble getting into the sessions, uh, the very next day, they were posted in high-def video on YouTube. And oh, wow. the week after the conference, there's a playlist on YouTube of every single session that they had. So I was like, wow, this is not like, you know, normally a lot of other conferences I go to, if you paid for a conference pass, you can get access to download this session or watch the sessions, yeah. you know, a few months later kind of thing. So I, I was really impressed with the speed that they got those sessions out for everyone, you know, on YouTube. Yeah, that's, that's impressive. You know, it's easier for yourself because you you effectively work for yourself. But if if, if you work for a you know a larger company or even a small business, trying to justify going to these events where uh, you know your your, your direct manager um, you know knows this is going to happen, it gets quite hard to justify you actually going because I'll say, look, hey, just wait a week. It'll be there online and in your own time, catch up with the. You know, right. catch up with the sessions there. Obviously, there's a lot of stuff there. You know, the whole networking aspect. Um, there's a lot that you sort of. Um, you know, assimilate as you walk around a, a conference as well. But um, yeah, it's, uh, it, it's, yeah, it's interesting. It is good to have it, you know, have them up there after the fact. At least it, it takes the pressure off a little bit if you know those sessions are going to be there. And and going back to CS, those sessions there, they did have cameras at the back of the room. Yeah. So I'm assuming they probably are posted somewhere. Uh, I've just got to find the time to actually uh, you know, find, yeah. out what, find out where they are. Um, yeah, that's another challenge, finding the time, because I have yet to watch you know, those sessions posted on YouTube, uh, except for maybe one of the keynotes that I, that I didn't, uh, attend because I had a virtual event I had to do for my hotel room at the same time. But, um, yeah, so I think that's a good thing that more conferences are doing. Um, so, I mean, what about 2018? What are your plans for 2018? Are you planning to attend any, uh, conferences so far this year? Uh, yeah, well, I have CES obviously so, so far. Um, next conference uh, coming up will be uh, Dell Technologies World. So uh, there's no longer Dell EMC World. Um, so Dell Technologies obviously uh, encompasses a, a wider range of, of uh, products. Um, uh, sorry, of, of companies under the Dell Technologies uh, umbrella. 
so that's that's very exciting. You know, it's probably going to be the largest conference we have so far. So I'll be attending that. I'll be uh, doing the keynote demos again, uh, at least some of them. So uh, that's going to be a lot of fun. So I've got that one at the end of April. Uh, so yeah, no, April 30th through May 3rd in Las Vegas, Dell Technologies World. Yeah, they brought it forward a, a week this this year. Um, so yeah, that means we've got one one less week to prepare everything. So uh, yeah, yeah, from, from here on in, it's going to be uh, seven days a week, 24 hours a day, really, to get everything ready in time. It's, uh, it's, it's a lot of fun. It, it really is. So we've got that uh, end of April. Um, VMworld, I'm really hoping I can attend that. I mean, that's you know, that's a fantastic conference as well. I love VM, you know, going to VMworld, some great content, some great sessions. Um, it's always great, you know, good to see, you know, what's coming up uh, in, in the keynotes, uh, you know, just to get a get a taste of what may be coming down the pike in the next sort of six, 12 months with VMware. Um, and then I think that's probably it, actually. Um, conferences I'll, I, I would love to attend uh, in my own time, where I'd take leave to. I'd love to go to E3, you know, the large gaming um conference I'd, I'd love to attend that uh, just out of personal interest i mean i, I think that would be fantastic the uh, tickets for that sell very very quickly uh in fact they, they've sold out already i've looked into it now living in the states it's easier for me to get to it i did have a look at it i was going to take a few days off work uh on, <laughs> with annual leave and then attend it but they, yeah they've gone already but uh so maybe next next year i have to get in earlier and uh yeah maybe attend that but for me dell technologies world vm world uh that's that's pretty much the only ones on the radar at this point what about yourself what do, what do you got lined up yeah i've never been to dell world um i might have to try to go this year and, and catch some of your keynote demos live that'd be really cool um you know vm world definitely i have down that's august 28th through 30th in las vegas uh i i think this is the last year in las vegas and then it goes back to san francisco but ah, is that right i hadn't heard that that's uh... Yeah, that's what I heard last year, that there was going to be one more year in Las Vegas before they went back to San Francisco. But we'll, we'll see. Um, so a question about that. Have you heard anything more about the Moscone? Have they finished the building across the road? Because I'd heard that they were going to connect the two buildings by building a sort of a, a, a bridge or something, building a, a building across that, that, that road. Um, I haven't heard anything or seen anything since, since the last conference there, but I heard that's, that, that's what the ultimate plan was. Yeah, I was there. I drove by the Moscone sometime in 2017. I can't remember now when it was roughly, but it was all under construction. Um, I didn't notice any bridge going across the road or connections, just like the outside of the building had scaffolding all over it. So I don't know. I'm Honestly, I don't know. Yeah, the status of that. Um, but I do. I mean, San Francisco has its own, you know, good and bad. But um, I do kind of wish it was back in San Francisco. I, w I, I mean, I do wish they would try some other cities as well. You know, Orlando, um, maybe a Atlanta. There's a lot of different places for, for conferences. But um, it seems like VMworld has always been either San Francisco or, or Las Vegas. Except perhaps the very first one that I never went to. Wasn't it in San Diego, if I recall? I, I could be wrong about that. Uh, I don't know. Not sure. <laughs> Some the, whole, the whole thing about the Moscone as well. Take that with a grain of salt. I heard that sort of third hand. So that may be completely wrong about them building something over the top. So yeah. they may well, just be building up on either side. Yeah, that, that'd be cool. Um, yeah, I mean, I plan to go to, to VMworld, plan to go to um, Amazon reInvent again this year, which is November 26th through 30th in Las Vegas again. Um, and then I'm always on the lookout for other conferences. I, I noticed there was some sort of Dell IoT conference, wasn't there? 
Yeah, there was back in actually. Yeah, good point. That was actually back in October last year. Uh, that was in New York. That was a really fun event. I was, I was involved with with that again, uh, creating uh, demos and what have you. That that, that was re- really awesome. I mean, that was like in a warehouse space uh, in in central Manhattan. Uh, that was predominantly it was an analyst type event, just just showing you know what we're doing as a company. Uh, Delta Technologies is doing a company in the IoT space. Um, that was really cool. I, I like that. I, I love. Like I say, I'm, I'm definitely one that likes the smaller conferences, the smaller smaller space. And, and, and that wasn't really a conference per se. I, I'm guessing there was probably about 150 people there. Okay. So that was very small. That was more like a, just a, a smaller event. But uh, it was cool. It was a great, great, uh, great, um, great building that we had it in. It was like sort of quite like a loft type type arrangement. And yeah. yeah, I don't know. It felt it had that sort of earthy filter. And especially in an area like IoT as well, it's, it's an emerging technology. Which is always quite nice, you know. It's it's um, you know VM, VMware VMworld still has that uh, to to some point, but it is different. It is a different feel. I don't know how you find it. It's a different feel to what it was back in, for example, two thousand and nine, when VMware was still this new thing that everyone was starting to embrace. You know, so it, it has this massive buzz around being a sort of like I say, an emerging technology um, that, that, that's coming through. So IoT sort of for me gives that same sort of feeling, you know, it's this new technology, you know, it's going to be big, nothing's sort of baked yet, as it were, you know, there's all these competing standards and products and technologies. It's, 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 it's very exciting. Um, so. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds cool. I'm, I'm always on the lookout for new, you know, kind of technology conferences. This morning, I was reading about one in, in Germany, actually, called CloudFest. And it's like, um, three days with all these different rock bands, it sounds like a rock concert slash cloud event. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. They talk about all the beer they consume at the cloud fest and it's like 300 euros per person to attend. Um, but I was like, I have never heard of this, this event, you know, in my life said 9,000 attendees, I think is what they had last year. That's significant. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, a very different type of conference than, than what maybe we have here in the States, but uh, interesting. Nonetheless, yeah. um, I know this week, uh, we, we originally, actually, we originally met at Tech Field Day in Boston. That's right. Um, yeah. Many, many years ago. Many years ago. Um, and this week, actually, there's a Tech Field Day going on. And, and my business partner at Actual Tech Media, uh, James Green, he's going to be at Tech Field Day. It's a two-day special uh, Tech Field Day in Austin. And one of the day, days is just all Dell. So uh, that's a conference that anyone can attend over the internet, you know, for free watching um, presentations, uh, uh, live streaming presentations. Um, like every month, twice a month, I moderate events um, that are kind of virtual conferences, if you will, uh, called Megacast and Ecocast uh, from Actual Tech Media. Um, those are, I find interesting to hear the different presentations from uh, uh, different uh, vendors solving, you know, business problems. So I, I attend those, of course, regularly because I'm moderating them. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I bet, I, I bet you get to speak to with some really interesting uh, uh, companies there. You know, some sort of uh, uh, yeah, you know, I, take, maybe maybe taking some slightly different angles to to, to solve a problem, uh, as it were. Yeah, I love having you know startups come on who are just like brand new. We're announcing our product on your event or you know whatever it might be. Here's our solution to this whole new problem that we just came up with. Um, and then also hear from, you know, CTOs and CEOs of, of companies, you know, that we've had on big, well-known, you know, companies. 
And so, yeah, it's a great variety of people uh, presenting technology solutions. So yeah, those are fun. Those are interesting. Um, but uh, I always appreciate being able to go to a physical conference and shake people's hand, you know, look them in the eye kind of thing. I see a lot of value uh, in that, of course, as well. So yeah, there's a lot to be said. It's kind of nice, actually, if you can mix up your year, you know, with the mixture between the two, the convenience of the virtual conferences. I think that's an excellent format. I really do. Um, you know, just through sheer convenience. Uh, it, it's great. You know, you don't need to take time off work. You don't need to travel. You know, you haven't got all the cost and, you know, financially and also time-wise in attending. Um, but like you rightly say, I mean, yeah, at the end of the day, I don't think you can actually beat being on the ground, you know, at these physical conferences and sort of meeting people. Actually, you know, a lot of the, you know, obviously a lot of the stuff is going into the cloud now in our space. So there's, there's not a heck of a lot to sort of feel and touch, but, you know, by going to the conferences, it's great because you can actually have a look at a, a lot of the, uh, a lot of the hardware still, you know, whether that's, uh, you know, um, you know, the, the, the big multi-million dollar sort of systems that, that you never get to see, play or touch with, you know, right through to the, the smaller stuff, that, you know, that plays into the SMB space. So, uh, you know, I'm still very much a hardware type person. Uh, I, I like to actually uh, poke around uh, uh, the hardware, whether that's servers, storage or otherwise. So, um, yeah, attending an actual physical conference, you, you get to do that, which I, I really enjoy. Yeah, I think that would be especially cool at CES to see all the stuff that you can put on and wear and and use and you know so oh yeah yeah there was some cool stuff there especially the television set i mean who was it, it was sony had an 8k an 8k tv set there and that was phenomenal i walked up to it and then literally i was you know inches away from it and it was you could just about make out the pixels it wow was, it was that high definition it was, it was phenomenal absolutely phenomenal uh, so a sign of things to come. I mean, LG had a, a great display there with the um, the curved panels. Mm -hmm. um, you know, the, the the OLED panels. I mean, that, that it's, it's amazing. It's very exciting. Um, you know, I definitely work. You, you and I, we definitely work in the right space. You know, because technology <laughs> definitely, definitely excites us. Um, whether that be consumer or enterprise. Um, but yeah, there, there's a, so much cool stuff. I, I can't wait to see where it's all going, actually, uh, particularly in this space around sort of augmented mixed reality. Uh, for me, that's that's one particular area of interest. I think there's going to be a lot of uh, application, um, like I say, both both uh, commercial, um, you know, business and and also uh, leisure as well. So yeah, <laughs> I can't can't wait to see where that goes. Yeah, one day we'll be sitting back saying, I, I can't believe they're coming out with a new 256K TV. I can't believe we had those old 8Ks. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like trying to explain to my four-year-old son about, you know, in the old days, how when, when I was his age, our television was just black and white and it was a big box. Right. Um, and yeah, yeah, yeah. Trying to explain these concepts. Uh, it's a bit like on face, Facebook recently, I saw someone posted a video with these, uh, with these kids. They must have been like seven or eight and they handed them a, uh, a cassette and ask them what it was, what it did. And, you know, yes, it had music on it, but how did it work? And they're holding it up to their ear. Um, yeah, they had just no idea. You know, it's, it's, it's amazing how fast it all, it, it all moves. Um, yeah, the other day we were, we were on a, a little trip and we were at a neighborhood rest stop and there was a payphone there. And there was a guy talking on the payphone. And yeah. my family was like, look at that guy. What, what's he doing? Oh yeah, he's talking on a payphone. He's obviously what? doing something shifty. Yeah. Hey kids, what is a payphone? Yeah, like we had to explain it. So, yeah, so it, it, it's amazing that there's all these subtle little things that just sort of, 
you know, have, have just moved into obscurity that you just don't realize. It just happens slowly over time. I mean, it's like, uh, you know, as a kid, the dial phone as well. Yeah. You know, where you didn't have a push button, you had the dial that sort of you, you had to ring around and go back. And yeah, yeah. You know, trying try to explain that sort of concept. Um, I mean, like, for example, we don't have a home phone now. Um, my wife and I, we have a mobile each. We, we don't even bother with a home line. You know, we've got internet. That's, that's, that's all we need. And that works really well. Yeah, that's one of the things that gets me when I watch movies. I mean, they're old movies now, but to me, they're still new movies. Like I watched them in the theater and I watch them again now and the guy's checking his pager and he stops at the payphone and makes a call. And uh, um, to me, that's really telling of, you know, how how old these movies are and how technology has changed so, so rapidly. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, and definitely going to these sort of events that definitely... Yeah, it's excellent because you do see what's coming next, you know, where, where companies are going, you know, whether it's in the keynote of a particular, you know, uh, a conference where they're sort of projecting where where they think as a company things are going to go to move to. It's, it's great. Mm-hmm. It's really, really, um, really thought provoking. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I love the keynotes. So um, I think that's all we have for conferences today. But I mean, it's been great chatting with you again, Simon. And yeah, I, look, I look forward to more chats. Very much so. And uh, yeah, we'll be doing this game real soon. But uh, yeah, great, great chance to you as always, David. And we'll post all the links to these conferences in the show notes for um, this episode. Yep, Thanks, Simon. Uh, hope to catch up with you soon. Take care. Bye.